0: Welcome, travelers. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Travel Happens. Today's co-host is the wonderful Amy Krause, Travel Advisor Extraordinaire. Amy is here to talk about all things Hawaii. <music> Business Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Amy, what is on the agenda today?
1: We are talking about Hawaii, just a general kind of overview of Hawaii, why Hawaii is such an amazing destination to travel to, and just some fun little tips and tricks that we picked up along the way.
0: Great. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, if you like what Amy has to say and would like to mine more of her expertise and knowledge, shoot her an email. Her info is in the show notes. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We're here to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help in planning a trip? Reach out and we can make it happen. Okay, so it is time to talk about news, things that are going on in the travel sphere, and see all what is happening. And I'll start off with um, Disney Cruise Line. It's a very sad day for Disney Cruise Line
1: Uh um,
0: because H2O Plus Toiletries, which has been making products for over 30 years now, is ending its run. They're closing up shops.
1: Oh, no, I love that line.
0: Yeah, you're not alone. They've been very popular among Disney Cruise Line passengers. It will be interesting to see who DCL will replace the popular H2O line with.
1: There is a there's a line that's at the Grand Floridian, which is I don't believe is the H2O line. I think it's something different. I love their products. I could be wrong. Anyways, I wonder if they might go with that line.
0: I'm thinking no, they'll probably be on the hunt for something that has smells of the ocean.
1: Of the more. ocean, that's true. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as Royal Caribbean is concerned, big news there, uh new health protocols have come out.
1: I saw COVID- that. What was that? I saw that.
0: Yeah. As COVID-19 related guidance eases around the world. Royal Caribbean International has announced new protocols to more closely align with the broader travel industry. So basically, what is happening now, not just with Royal Caribbean, but with a lot of cruise lines, is they they just going for more parity with the rest of the travel industry. Yeah. So um, what we're talking about here is starting September 5th, well, Caribbean will welcome all guests, unvaccinated and vaccinated, to sail. And the new guidelines are unvaccinated guests can cruise with negative results from any commercially available test, including self-tests. So like if you have at home, one of those tests that you got from the government that your tax dollar paid for, you can mm-hmm. use that. You don't have to use the Proctor test.
1: Do you still um, have to do the, like? Do you still have to show proof of the negative result somehow? Or like, I know with some of those home tests, you had to be like it had to be done under supervision where someone saw you take the test. Right.
0: Right. No longer do you need to be supervised, but
1: wow, um, that's that's uh, putting a lot of honesty on people.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would, yeah, yeah. But I I guess, yeah. You don't have any printout from a lab saying that you're negative. You're free to go.
1: Right. I you actually know. did one home test and I don't remember the brand. It was the first we had. We bought. I don't know how many we bought. I think we bought four of them Um, and you actually had to do it through the app on your phone. Uh-huh. So you did have a digital readout of what your test was. It was different than just looking at. I mean, you could still see the stick, but then you had to scan it with your phone and it had to officially print something out as opposed to just reading the stick.
0: I see. Well, you know what? That's an excellent question. And I'll I'll be honest. I don't have the answer.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: So, uh, well, you know, this is just a day or so. that. Yeah, super new. It's super new news. Well, from when we're recording. When you're right. listening, it won't be all that new <laughs> from today. <laughs> um, but you know, you know. In the meantime, we can uh, contact Royal Caribbean for you and get the answer to that. Whether is it is it just really honest to goodness, just the honor system, basically. Um, I would hope that people would do the right thing and test themselves and make sure they're not spreading things to other people. I would hope they would be good like that. But uh, my experience with people is they've spent a lot of money on yep. their vacation and they're going heck or high water and they don't care what some tests may or may not say. So. I
1: agree. Also, having worked in healthcare, I will find I will tell you that people are not honest. <laughs> no,
0: no. Uh, so. No testing is required for vaccinated guests sailing on cruises that are nine nights or less. It used to, uh, one version of these protocols was uh, like five nights or less or six nights or less. Now it's nine nights or mm-hmm. less. For all sailings, guests five years old and younger have no vaccine or testing requirements. And on sailings of 10-plus nights, guests vaccinated or unvaccinated must provide a negative test within three days of their sailing date. Due to local reg- uh, regulations, you've got to keep in mind that there are places you might be going to that have different requirements. So if you're going to Australia, if you're going to Bermuda, if you're going to Canada or Singapore they're still going to require guests to be vaccinated. So um, your best bet, your best thing to do is hook up with a travel advisor and your travel advisor will tell you what are the current uh, health protocols and then probably revisit it with you periodically because they're always changing. They're constantly, th- this thing is constantly changing.
1: Absolutely. My other advice on that too is just, if you are vaccinated, just plan to travel with your vaccination card.
0: I've, oh, yeah, definitely. I've heard
1: stories of people that don't, and then somehow they get diverted, or there's a change in a flight, or there's a change in something, and they end up in a location or a country that they were not planning on being in, and they don't have their vaccination card, and it's caused complications. So right. keep it with you like you keep your passport. Just keep, you know, have a copy of it. Take it with you. Because you never know what could change, what might happen, where you might end up on a trip.
0: Or, like, if uh, let's say you're vaccinated, but you forgot your card. And since you're vaccinated, the rule would have been that uh, because this cruise is seven days, uh, you don't have to take a test. But now, because you forgot the proof that you're vaccinated, now you do have, I to, have take to take a test. test. Yep. So I hope you got those test results. I know
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't. <laughs>
0: okay. So that's it for uh, Royal. They also did like a sneak peek video on, uh, you can check it out on YouTube if you want, about the brand new class of Royal Caribbean ship. Oh, icono- they're beautiful. I'm sorry.
1: They're
0: beautiful. i I you don't like them? Well, no. I'm just saying you don't really see anything. They don't. It's very. It's still early stages in uh, constructing the ship, so you you really don't have ideas of what it's gonna look like.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the one that just the new quantum class that just got. No. Really,
0: no, no oh, no. I'm sorry. No, that's what I thought, the about. new icon of the seas.
1: Oh no, I the haven't seen that class. video yet.
0: The one thing we do know is it has a parabolic bow, um, which is the type of bow that you're seeing more and more these days. And it's a bit different for Royal Caribbean. Um, but other than that, we don't know anything. We've seen silhouettes. Yep. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with that? Just teasers. Yeah, just teasers. Um Norwegian Cruise Line, engaging with other Alaskan Native corporations and community stakeholders, Huna Totem will lead efforts to develop a new pier and related infrastructure on a parcel of land and is expecting to submit plans for the year-round facility of uh, a new pier. Um, what, What was I saying? So, yeah, they're planning on submitting plants for the year round facility before the end of the year. That's where I was going before the end of the year. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings announced it is donating its undeveloped waterfront property in Juneau, Alaska, to the native owned Huna Totem Corporation. Hmm. And um, that's kind of cool. Uh, celebrity cruises beginning September. Here we go again. More health protocols. September <laughs> uh, is a big month. Yeah. Uh, Celebrity is under the same umbrella as Royal Caribbean. So beginning September 5th, all guests, regardless of vaccination status, departing on most sailings from the U.S. and Europe can now cruise as long as they meet local testing requirements to board. Celebrity cruises will also now accept any commercially available tests, including unsupervised self-tests in many destinations. New pre-boarding testing requirements for the U.S. and Europe include fully vaccinated guests no longer need to test to board sailings from the U.S. that are nine nights or less, excluding sailings that visit Canada and Bermuda. Hmm, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Uh, A negative test result from a simple, unsupervised, and self-administered test will be accepted for all sailings, Excluding sailings that visit Australia, Bermuda, Canada. hmm, We've heard that. (laughs) There you go again. Yeah. Or New Zealand. Children under five years of age sailing from the US and guests under 12 years of age sailing from Europe do not need to test prior to boarding. Requirements in other regions um, Celebrity Cruises has dropped vaccination requirements, sailings to and from Ports in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, They require all guests ages 12 and up to be fully vaccinated to sail in keeping with country requirements. Galapagos cruises require guests ages three and older to be vaccinated. So that's celebrity. Um, Moving on to Princess, after postponing the service resumption of the Diamond Princess. Princess Cruises is set to complete its restart plans in November. So um, uh, cruise lines like Royal Caribbean and Norwegian are sailing at full capacity with their entire fleet. Princess is now joining with the addition of Diamond Princess. If you recall, Diamond and Princess was one of the ships that um, had one of the big problems at the start of the pandemic oh so, that's right yeah so it's no wonder that they're the last to uh join Return. the fleet obviously it's a pr thing
1: it's nice to see that all these just this travel is growing though to see all these fleets yes. full capacity and to see you know the new addition of ships coming in different cruise lines it's just i'm excited to see the travel is back
0: yeah exactly. Um, So one year after first welcoming guests back, Princess currently has 13 cruise ships in revenue operations, sailing on most of its core markets again. The company is presently offering cruises in Alaska, Europe, the U.S. East Coast, and Australia, where it resumed service in June. Which is big because there was big brouhaha with Princess in Australia at <laughs> <laughs> the outbreak of the pandemic. Uh-uh. Um, after the debut of the Discovery Princess earlier this year, Princess Cruises is set to take delivery of two additional cruise ships by 2025, with the new ships joining the fleet in 2023 and 2025. It's a new class and the new builds will be the largest of the fleet and also the company's first LNG powered ships. And we've talked about LNG ships um, prior on this podcast. And basically, I think what you can expect is you're just going to hear me. say again and again and again they're coming out with another ship that's lng powered i, I know think that's just the wave of the future
1: the new wave of cruises it's crazy to see how big some of these new ships are like i don't know personally if i want to do one of these huge i like the boutique and the smaller cruise ships
0: yeah you're not an oasis class
1: although they now. seem amazing from everything that they offer i mean yeah. with the just, well they have ridiculous. the space to offer yeah I just don't know if I want to be on a ship with 6,000 people.
0: (laughs) So there's been some recent permit changes, and it seems to indicate that in the rumored classic monsters land, a cedar was originally planned to be established. It seems like they're not going forward with that, and that a new amusement ride is replacing it. And construction is really quickly appearing for uh, Frankenstein's Manor, which looks, it looks huge, huge. When you see the aerial footage on BioReconstruct's Twitter account. It also appears to have a Kuka arm dark ride. Kuka is one of these ride builders that um, a lot of the amusement park uh, uses. So could all the major universal monsters appear on this ride? It might happen. Maybe. Therefore, the ride could be similar in design. Since they're using a Kuka Arm uh, dark ride, it could be similar in design to the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So it's going to be something like that. Could it be more a more evolved version, able to ride on a steel roller coaster track? Maybe.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> so know.
0: Right now, it's just... A, until people are in the park epic universe it's just going to be a lot of maybes. if this is true it could have changes in elevation as you progress through the ride um more work is the rapidly expansion of buildings in what is believed to be the british ministry of magic in the third wizarding world of harry potter
1: oh i don't I realized that they were going to add a Wizarding World of Harry Potter section yeah. to that park.
0: Shame on you if you listen to my episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we talked about it before together, and I just I, I forget a lot of things,
0: uh-huh. and I
1: think I forgot because I know we talked about all the lands, and I think I just right. forgot they were adding on. Yep, adding that section onto it.
0: Yep, uh, work seems to be focused on the entry to the Ministry of Magic. Will there be a flu network for guests to enter in this area?
1: How fun.
0: Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I tell my husband
1: that now when we go on trips, I'm like, if I could just teleport or I could travel by flu powder, either way, I would be happy if I could do that instead of driving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if you go into like a fireplace and pop up (laughs) someplace. There you go. Yep. Uh, And then there... Another land that is definitely happening. Finally, we're not in the land of rumor, and that is Super Nintendo World. And if in when California. you look <laughs> when you look at Bio Reconstruct's uh, Twitter account, you see that uh, Donkey Kong minecart supports. You can see them in the aerial shots. And right now, you see three colors of tracks being installed, and that's because. There's it's going through different areas, and so they want the track to blend in with the area. So if you're going through leafy trees, you need a green, leafy,
1: a green track.
0: track. Yeah. Uh, More steel is going up for the Yoshi Omni Mover family ride. And the construction seems to indicate that this will be a carbon copy of the Universal Japan Super Nintendo World, which is already in existence. And then before this opens, um, there's going to be a Super Nintendo World in the Universal Park in California. So we'll really have a good idea of what this land is like uh, once that opens up. Um, Prep work has begun for the large hotel at the back of Epic Universe. And something else that's going on is track along with their supports are on site for the coaster um, that is in the part of the uh, park for how to train your dragon. So they've got the starting beginning things for how to train your dragon roller coaster over there.
1: That's what I'm most excited about for that whole park. We love How to Train Your Dragon. And I mean, I'm excited about the Super Mario world as well. But all of the new things that are coming to Epic Universe, that is what the How to Train Your Dragon is what I'm most excited about.
0: Sweet. Um, Okay, so that pretty... Oh, uh, did you have anything for news?
1: No, there's really not. Disney is in full swing in terms of their... Fall festivities have started. Their Halloween parties have started. The Christmas parties are coming in mid-November through the end of the year. So all the fun holiday stuff is starting to happen, even though it's still super hot and it's still August. But <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Um, We as travel agents are definitely seeing, we just talked earlier about with cruises, just the rise in travel. So limited availability dates for traveling even next year i found limited availability in november of 2023 so start thinking start planning travel is on the rise so get back into if you want to travel in the next year to 18 months reach out to your travel advisor now and start looking at options
0: exactly thank you amy you're welcome Like what you are hearing, tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Good news, Travel Happens fans. I discovered that on Apple Podcasts, Travel Happens has received four ratings and they are all five star ratings.
1: Yay!
0: Yay! If you provide a rating, or even better yet, a review, let me know, like with actual words, <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just hard emojis,
0: <laughs> not just stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my contact, inf- so just let me know because, and my contact information is in the show notes. You are tasked with spreading the word about Travel Happens to two. Of your friends. If you and your friends follow the Travel Happens podcast, that would help us out tremendously. Should you fail to recommend this podcast, I will place a curse on you. If you do <laughs> not share this podcast with two friends, you will stub your toe. I'm saying it now. Uh oh. we're back we are talking with amy kraus and amy says we're gonna talk about all things hawaii she's gonna give us some tricks some tips some hacks so i'm all ready for it um take it away amy okay
1: so hawaii is a new destination that i have started exploring it is It is just this amazing destination. We've gone through... You can go through various certification levels, actually become a certified Hawaii expert. This destination is just so amazing. It is a great... It's one of the things... There's so many things to do. There's so many islands that are there in Hawaii. There are six main islands that you will go to to tour. So Hawaii is just one of these amazing destinations there is literally something to do for anyone and everyone there's six six main now there's many islands that make up the islands of hawaii but there's six main islands that will go through that you can tour hey, so hawaii is just one of these destinations where there are so many things to see and do there are six main islands that you can actually travel to for tourism there's multiple Islands that make up the Hawaiian Islands altogether. Several of them are uninhabitable. But of the islands, you can go anything from an urban metropolitan downtown in Honolulu, or you can go all the way to a remote destination where the only way that you can get there is to come in by helicopter, to come in on a boat, or to take an ATV. You can't drive there, you can't drive through it. So lots of great hiking, there's a ton of outdoor activities. You can you can zip line, you can kayak, you can paddleboard, you can hike, you can go to waterfalls, you can swim, you can scuba dive. Or there's plenty of just relax. I want to lounge at the beach all day and be pampered and stay at the pool and go to the spa. So it's such a great and eclectic mix for everybody to do everything. And in addition to all of the activities and things that you can do there there's so many climates so you can go anywhere from a beach to a snow-capped mountain all in one big trip which again kind of speaks to everybody you can lay on the beach or you can go hiking you can do all these different activities that there are to do to Hawaii and what i love especially about Hawaii is you know as we as the world continues to grow and we continue to see more tourism, more activity. Sometimes as areas grows, they start to lose a little bit of their culture and kind of what defined them as a city or an area or a destination. And Hawaii has really maintained that. They started off... They really had this big resort boom in the 80s. Lots of growth, especially at Waikiki Beach, just tons of new resorts, new things to do, new destinations. And the Hawaiian travel industry kind of put a stop to that, or not necessarily a stop, but really slowed it down and say, hey, we really need to focus and preserve our heritage and our culture. So they have done a fantastic job with keeping to the true Hawaiian culture. And that's another thing I love about this destination is that when you're there, even if you're in a bigger city, even if you're in Hilo or if you're in Honolulu, there's still a lot of cultural aspects to explore. You go to just some of the old historic centers. There's a a Polynesian cultural center. There's these old castles that the original founders of Hawaii used to live in. And so you can just, there's just so much to explore and so much to do in Hawaii. And then part of their culture is aloha. So aloha is not just a greeting. It is truly to the Hawaiian people, a coordination of mind and heart. So they really have this true expression of genuine inclusiveness. And that's what everybody says it is so great about this destination is you're not just, oh, you're another tourist coming to see us. We are truly embracing you and want you to experience us and our culture. And we're going to bring you into that and make you feel welcome. So the hospitality is one of the best things that people say about Hawaii, which I love. And then another thing that is great about Hawaii is if you are beginning to travel and you're not wanting to go fully international yet. So you're not wanting to go all the way to Europe or Asia or Africa, but you definitely want new culture. You want something that's exotic, that's unique. Hawaii can often be a great stepping stone to that because you're still, especially if you're traveling from the US, you're still close, you're not too far away. It's not an incredibly long destination that takes multiple days to get to. You can get there in one day, but you still get to create, see, and experience so much of this culture and the exoticness and the uniqueness that that is Hawaii. So that's what I love about it. Then we move on to, you know, just some of the great things that they have there to do are, you know, there's two national parks there. Obviously, we know that Hawaii was created from Volcanoes that erupted, so they have the huge volcanoes National Park that is there on the Big Island. So on the island of Hawaii, and then they also have Haleakala National Park, which is on Maui. So those are the two actual national parks. So if you guys are national parks people, definitely add those to your list. There's also lots of historic national parks throughout the islands, and again, each of these have just different places, different things to offer. There's lots of black sand beaches. There's lots of lava tubes, of course, hiking, amazing waterfalls. There's just so much to to really kind of see and do. Have you been Douglas?
0: I have not because because okay. even though you say it's fairly close, for me, it, it seemed living on the east coast of the United States, it it's gonna be a truck. Like, I have to go all the way across to, let's say, California. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't know, a five-hour flight. Actually, my, yeah, that sounds about right. Five I don't or know. six,
1: yeah. Huh? What I was just that? said five or six, yeah. Yeah, five
0: or six. And then uh, it's another, like, four hours from California to get to Hawaii. So... It's no picnic.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a picnic. It definitely is not then, a picnic. However, it is not as far as Australia. <laughs> right. Or Japan. And then
0: uh, the other thing is just cost of living in Hawaii is a little bit more. Yes. Because you're talking about your island. So th- to get anything, it's more expensive to have it shipped or uh, flown in instead of having trucks just bring it to you. So Absolutely. and that
1: is something to keep in mind as you travel there too. That you will, I feel like resort stays are very reasonable to what you would pay for here in the U.S.
0: Right. Um, well, it's still the U.S. It's, I well, know this it is feels true. like you're right. I'm sorry, country. on the mainland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, but yes, it's similar to what you would pay at a mainland destination, but typically you are going to be paying more for food and yeah, gas things That's like what that. Yes, still something to consider. Just-
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like if I wanted to, you know, cook something in my room, for example, to cut down on costs. Well, I don't know how much I'm really cutting things down on because.
1: I think you definitely still save more than what you would going out. I just like that's in general. You're always going to save more when you can cook at home or in your own location. Now,
0: granted, on a vacation, I have never cooked. (laughs) Never, (laughs) ever. When we go to the
1: beach, I do like we stay in a condo at the beach. And so Uh we definitely do a lot of cooking. We will grill. And that's what the food in Hawaii is amazing. And so to be able to go, you know, again, they're very focused on supporting their own. So there's a lot that does have to be shipped in. Yes. But a lot of these local farms, um, local coffee farms, you know, goat milk is very big. Things like that that are great. There's huge farmers markets there that you can experience. So even if you are staying in Hawaii and that's one of the benefits there too is there's a lot of condo stays. You know, you definitely Waikiki has the big resorts and things like that. But if you're looking to stay in a condo or in a bed and breakfast something like that where you can do more of your cooking things like that. You can stay in one of these condos and then go to the farmers market or go to the harbor and get fresh food, fresh food from the farm, you know, from the seafood from the farms and take those and then you can cook on their own. So again, definitely a cost saver as you're looking at some of these some of these destination options. Um and then climate, that's another thing that's pretty great about Hawaii is that the the climate itself only varies about 15 degrees. So there's not really a bad time to go to Hawaii, right. which which can be great. I mean, it's going to be a little bit warmer in the summer. Kind of looking from May to October, and then it's going to be a little bit cooler in the in the winter months. And then the rainfall kind of can depend on the side of the island that you're on. So your western and southern sides of the islands are typically going to be your warmer, your drier sides—not dry desert, but just you know more sunny, right? Less, less rainfall. rain. Yep. And then on the the north and the west sides of the islands, we get this, we get the trade winds coming in. You're gonna. It's going to be. There's more rain. More lush, more green. So if you're really looking for some of the rainforest and the waterfalls and things like that, it's typically the side of the island. Not always, but those are typically of the islands that islands that you will go to. But again, a lot of great history, a lot of great foods, culture. Just so, it just again the climates are just things that you can experience with that. Um, one of the things as well in regards to accommodations, there's no all inclusive resorts in Hawaii. Which is surprising. There are several resorts that offer breakfast as part of their packages, but if you're going looking for that all inclusive, like you're going to get, right, Mexico, just not something that you will find in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, that because um, in just travel in general, that's as we come out of this pandemic, that is something that is trending to be more popular. Is this trying to get an all-inclusive kind of a package thing, no matter. Right. But, um, okay. I
1: know. I think I've, people have just been so stressed. And so, yeah. you know, they just don't want to do it. They just want to show up and it's all there for them.
0: <laughs> well, not just that. I think it's a lot easier to handle when you are dealing with, uh, you know, just one big price tag as opposed to, there's this, and then we're going to add on this, and then we're going to add on another thing. And here's one more. That, mm-hmm. it, Yeah.
1: And then it's some of the challenge that I've planned, you know, as we look for Hawaii, I typically will tell clients, and this is incredibly variable, but I will tell clients, usually you're looking at $100 a day in Hawaii, if you're looking at food costs. Now that right. obviously depends on the type of food you're eating if you're really into you know high level restaurants things like that if you're adding a lot of alcohol appetizers that's always going to increase the price but if you're kind of going through your basic breakfast maybe a sit down meal you know sandwiches things like that for lunch typically about 100 is a day is is what i recommend with some variability with that but yeah, it is hard because then you think about, you know, then you have gas and then you have rental cars and then you have excursions and all these different things. And it does make it a little bit harder to budget for as you start to look at those, look at those options. Um, but I do just want to give some general tips of what I kind of what I like about Hawaii. Um, I typically will say this is this is all my personal personal Hi. bias. This is my personal experience with my clients is that I really feel like a six to seven day stay in Hawaii is minimal. Um, it will take you most of or all of the day to get to Hawaii and the same thing coming back. And I do feel like it's harder to come back than it is to get there. I feel like your body for me anyways, going is easier. Coming back is is harder. So allow that, maybe even allow a day of rest afterwards. If you want to island hop, I typically will not recommend more than two islands. It actually is pretty easy to island hop. You can usually hop between 50 and and $100 for a flight to get you there. And of course, there's ferry boat options as well. But if you do decide that you want to visit multiple islands, that's when I recommend a cruise. The gotcha. so Douglas can go a little bit more into that. But Norwegian Cruise Line is actually the only cruise line that is inter island travel. There's other cruises that will stop there, but if you're truly looking for a Hawaii only destination cruise, Norwegian yeah. has got you.
0: A typical itinerary might be doing South Pacific Islands, you know, hitting Fiji and different other South Pacific Islands. And as part of that, hitting Hawaii, since it's so close. And then um, another variation is I I know of itineraries where they go from Hawaii and then they'll take you up to Alaska or they'll Mm -hmm. take you to Vancouver, uh, Canada.
1: Yeah. So that's definitely good options of different ways that you want to do that. I will say that um, if you do want to do a Hawaiian cruise only, they do not go to Lanai or to Molokai. So they're going to go to the other four: Oahu, Aye. Maui, Hawaii, yeah. and Kauai. But they will not go to the two smaller, two smaller islands. So just something to think about when you're when you're traveling. Some of my other fun little tips are: there's again, we talked about some of the local farms. There's, um, of course, the whole Big Dole Plantation is out there. So if you want to tour the Dole Plantation, the banana farms that's out there, they have tons of pineapple farms and you can get pineapple wine which sounds incredibly interesting to me. Um coffee, you can go to Kona and you can tour the coffee farms and all the fresh Kona coffee that is out there. Whale watching is huge. I know when I think of whales I tend to think of Alaska. That's where I think if I'm going to go whale watching I'm going to go off the coast of, you know, northern Seattle, Vancouver out to Alaska to go to whale watching. But the whales will come south and they come down to Hawaii. So especially if you're off the coast, the western coast of Maui or Kauai is a great place to see whale watching in the winter.
0: Yep. Animals migrate.
1: They do. Yes. So going out there and then manta rays are great to see, especially at night. If you are in Kona, in which is in Hawaii on the big island, which is called Hawaii, Um Manta rays are great, especially at night. You can see them at night. A lot of times you can see them from your resort window. You can see them off the pier or you can even see them. You can go night diving with the manta rays, which is huge on my list to go do. And then my other two kind of top big, top big tips is stargazing. So. At Mauna Kea which is on again the big island of Hawaii, you can is amazing stargazing if you go up at this mountain at night and just you're so high up there. This is actually the tallest mountain in the world if you measure it from base to top. Most of it is underwater, so if you're comparing it to Mount Everest obviously from a true height above sea it's not, but from base to tip it's the it's the highest. But anyways, the stargazing out there is amazing. And then sunrise. So if you go over to the island of Hawaii. I'm sorry. If you go over to the island of Maui at Haleakala National Park, a sunrise ride. So you can go up to the top of this mountain at whatever, four in the morning. It's completely dark. And then you start your descent as the sun is rising. So you actually start above the cloud. So you can see the cloud layer where you're above it as the sun is starting to come up. So when you're up there, you're all dressed in sweatshirts and sweatpants and things because it's cooler up there. And then you come down and you get to enjoy this amazing ride into the sun, you know, the sunrise kind of shutting off your layers as you go and end up down at the base of the mountain and eat some breakfast.
0: Don't talk to me about breakfast. I'm hungry right now. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, I have a snack and I'm like trying to be better eat better so i'm like so i held off on having the snack
1: You go. i need to do better with my water when i drink more water i don't need as many snacks but this week has not been we have lots of sweets in the house and that's not a good not a good thing for me (laughs) Mm -mm. so that's it that's kind of my general hawaii in a nutshell obviously i have way more tips to offer if this is something that you are looking for
0: i like that i'm gonna use that as the title Hawaii in a nutshell.
1: Hawaii in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's time for We're Obsessed. It's time to talk about something that we want to rant about, something we want to rave about, something that's on our minds, something we can't let go of. Amy, do you have anything you're obsessed about?
1: I do. My obsession
0: I have a feeling I might know what it is so much
1: revolves revolves around my kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I had So my obsession
1: is that we have started high school. (laughs) Yeah. We are in the high school world and it's it's going well. It's been a very slow wean into high school. When we went into middle school, it was just drinking from a fire hose. These poor kids, or at least my Child was so overwhelmed, overstimulated. The teachers really didn't seem to care. They're like, "Too bad. You're in sixth grade. You got you got to figure it out. We don't really care." Yeah. With high school, there has been a much slower transition. Like, really, not much homework. Lots of review from last year. Just kind of this. Let's slowly get used to mm-hmm. your schedule, your time frame, the syllabus. You know, there's all of these standard placement tests they're taking and things like that right now. But, um. It's been good. It's been a good transition. And my little mama heart has been okay and we've been good.
0: Awesome. uh, I noticed that um, your son is uh, involved with the football team. And did he just have his first game or is it coming up? He just had
1: it last night. So the... In our school, we have a whole separate freshman team. Right. The freshmen and the JV play on different games. The The varsity team had their first big game Friday night. So, a few days ago, the varsity team had their big game. You know, the whole school gets dressed up and they go and they, they wear that to school. They have pep rallies and things during the day. And then, of course, they wear all their themed outfits that night to the game. So, that was fun for him to really just be a part of the student body and get to go. Yeah. And then last night was his first official high school game so that was exciting for him and you know they started a little bit early but then by the time the they actually started late the game was supposed to start early but anyways the whole bus buses were late the game started late but they actually got to play like on the field under the lights so I think for him at least I'm sure the others too like to be able to play on the high school field under the night lights was I thought it was fun but for them yeah. I'm sure it was great.
0: Excellent. Okay, uh, good.
1: What about you? What is your obsessed?
0: I'm just going to basically give an update because a couple of weeks ago, I talked about something that I was obsessed about. And then last week, I gave a guess uh, about about the event. And uh, now I'm just basically reporting back about what actually went down. Okay. So um, I went to Dine-en-Blanc. And I was wrong. I thought it was going to be held at Love Park. Nope, not at Love Park. Oh, no. No, it's fine. Because they did this thing where um, it's it was the 10th year anniversary of the event in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, it's been going on since over 30 years. But in Philadelphia, it's only been the past 10 And this year uh, they went to the same place where they had the very first event. So it was at um, Logan Square and in the center of Logan Square is Swan Fountain. And Amy can see this picture behind me that I took of uh, Swan Fountain. So that's where it took place. And... um, Philadelphia is the first uh, pre-planned city in the United States. So, and we're the first ones to have a grid pattern uh, for the streets, and they plotted out um, five squares in the city. And uh, this Logan Square uh, wasn't called Logan Square back in the 1600s, but mm. that's that's one of the first. F- five squares and um it just and then i was see it's like a jigsaw puzzle they have every every square inch planned out and my little group of 50 people there there were 52 there were 5200 people um that were guests that were invited and of those 5200 i was part of a group of 50 okay and my group of 50 was right up against the fountain. My back was to the fountain. And then it, it just went on from there. Um, so one thing I, that I got to say is this event, every, I've gone to seven of these events. I wasn't there at Logan Square for the very first one because it's a lot of money to lay out up front. But because you keep on reusing some things year mm-hmm. after year, it's the the cost isn't nearly as much. So um, I wasn't at that first one, and then 2020, no one went. Right. <laughs> um, I forget. Oh, 2016, I didn't go because I was in the Rockies and in Denver at the time. Um, and then I didn't go last year because I just was too concerned about health risks with being basically you are on top of each other. They do not allow an inch between other people. I'm like, I I don't feel so." so, um, but this year, uh, I went And had a great time. And the one thing about this, uh, about this is every single time, everybody is so incredibly warm and welcoming and friendly and nice. And everybody has a great attitude. And it's like everybody is loving life. And um, I didn't feel like any of us were on pharmaceuticals. So (laughs) I could be wrong. Maybe a few were. <laughs> and maybe we're so was all it still
1: so, was it still good though?
0: It was wonderful. I had a blast.
1: Yay, how did Yay. your outfit turn out?
0: It was fun. I just wore a white polo shirt and white chinos.
1: Not your fancy sparkly
0: jacket? No, no <laughs> not this year. No, I really wanted this year, I wanted it it was as little problems as possible. and um yeah. There
1: you go. It's probably cooler that
0: way too. Oh, that was the other thing. It was a beautiful, beautiful day, but it was on the warm side. It was like a high of 88, 89, something like that. Granted through half the the event, the sun is coming down. So, but still, it's still warm.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah.
0: I hope you all have learned quite a bit about Hawaii. It is great to have some additional items in your bag of tricks. Amy has oodles more of advice and guidance when it comes to Hawaii. If you want help with a Hawaii vacation, Amy can make it happen. Her contact information is in the show notes. I need to make a shameless plug. As Amy mentioned earlier, Norwegian Cruise Line is the only cruise line that goes that does an inter-island cruise hop in Hawaii. If you uh, sign up to do a, that kind of a trip, we can discuss why that is. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit aboard the ship Pride of America. You'll have plenty of time to explore the culture, the sights, and local flavor of five unique ports, including Oahu, Maui, Hilo, Kona, and Kauai. Feel free to let the gentle breezes of Waikiki stir up your aloha spirit as you set out to explore the Hawaiian islands. Soak up the vibes as you sink your toes in a black sand beach before you trek to the top of Helikala. If you would like help with vacation plans, both of our contact information is in the show notes. I can help with adventures with ocean and river cruises, especially if you are an active or adventurous traveler. For land lovers, I can also help with universal parks and resorts. And Amy Krause does a little bit of everything. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us next week. Guess who's back on the podcast? It's Amy Shabilsky. Yay! Yay! She has all moved to Florida and can spend a bit of time with us to chat. I can't wait to discover what she has in store for us as we explore what is beyond our front porch.
1: There we go. Don't forget to reach for the magic.
0: Reach for the adventure.